Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. So now in 1996, Shauna, I feel seen here, is angrily writing in her journal, which is mm-hmm. something Amy Archer did all the time. <laughs> and in lunch classes, I was sitting by myself. I'd be like, these bitches. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where if you want to disappear, you can't Google yourself. These are things I never thought about before this show. And now thank I you, know. Jeff. Yes. Thanks, Jeff, for that life hack. Um, also, I loved how he said, yeah, it's not as easy as they make it look on television, Callie. I want to be like, you are on television? But we can't talk about that. Jeff, Jeff 100% Googles himself. He Googles himself on the reg. He absolutely he does. Just, does. To, just to relive the clips of his uh, senior year football victories. Yes. That were he's, in the paper. He's a sad sack who's still living in mm-hmm. the past. And he's, mm-hmm. well... He couldn't Google himself in the past because there was no Google. But yeah, he absolutely does Google himself on the reg. Um, I Google myself. I don't Google myself, but I do have a Google alert set for myself. Do you? Yes, because you never know when like a book review is going to pop up. Yeah, you have real reasons to have people to keep track of yourself because people could be saying things about your books and your writing. They could be trashing me and I feel like I want to know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I have Googled myself. I went through a whole period where I got really insane about Googling myself when I was starting to date because I wanted to figure oh, out ways yeah. that pe- what people, people could figure – what people yeah. would know and how people could find where – if people could find where I lived. Like what information did you have to have to find my oh. address? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because as a single person living alone, it made me nervous. So I wanted to – I will tell you that um, where I live, unfortunately, all of that – information is public access which it normally is yeah however um most counties make you work for it 
like you got to go down mm. there, you got to pay a fee, blah, blah, blah. Not mine. It's like, nope. there it is. Yeah. Here's what you paid for your house. Here's where it is. You know, yeah. I mean, I do, en- I do enjoy the Zillow stalking that I've done of people when they tell me they buy a house. Of course. Immediately, okay. I'm like, okay, first of all, I yes. want to know what it looks like. And then I want first to know what all, pay for it because I'm just nosy. I'm on Zillow 24-7 anymore. I get so many emails from Zillow. Yes. For different areas. I get them for Seattle. I get them for different parts of Philadelphia. <laughs> I get them for rando places that I'm like, I don't know why you're sending me ads for here, but maybe I want to yep. go live there. I don't yep. know. Yep. <laughs> maybe Zillow knows something I don't know about where I want to live. Um. Oh, I didn't even start the show properly. Okay. So I'm Amy Archer. I'm your host, guys. And I, have I feel like if you've me, been listening to Yellow Jackets, they figured out who we are. But yes, we should have a proper intro. I have with me the amazing Amanda Lipnack Radel with a brand new haircut. New haircut. Yes. All part of the post-wedding. I'm in my 50s. I'm trying to give less of a fuck. Well, and from what I understand, giving less of a fuck, you've signed up for some exciting classes. I have. I have. So I'm a trier. That's something to know about me. I'm oh, a, okay. I'm a signer up trier. I have done like fitness boot camps out of nowhere. I one time did a trampoline fitness class, which for a woman with large breasts and a chronic back injury was a poor choice. I was going to say, I could never go anywhere near a trampoline. We should have renamed this podcast Women with Large Breasts and Women (laughs) with Large Breasts. (laughs) After about two thirds of the class, I actually got up off the trampoline and the instructor's like, you're doing great. And Mm -hmm. I'm like. No, I'd like to walk tomorrow and I can tell mm-hmm. one more bounce mm-hmm. and I will not be yeah. walking tomorrow. So I'm a trier. So I've been taking a burlesque class. That's exciting. It is exciting. That's it exciting. is fascinating. So it's in Philadelphia. So it's like in kind of a little, I don't want to say a seedy part of Philadelphia. It's, it's what used to be a very seedy part of Philadelphia, but it's gritty. I mean, Philadelphia is a gritty city anyway. Mm-hmm. It well, is. it is a gritty city because we have gritty, but. Yes. Yes. It is also a gritty city. So bizarre, but yes. Oh my God. We are obsessed with gritty in our house. There was like, I tried to get gritty for our wedding. You guys are obsessed with gritty in that city. Yes, we are. But I actually tried to get gritty for our wedding. You can get the Philly Fanatic for like 500 bucks. Okay. Gritty starts at 3,000. Oh, okay. 500 bucks, gritty would have been at our wedding. Okay. As a surprise to Todd, and it would have been the best money ever spent because he would have lost his mind. Anyway, so burlesque. I signed up for like a three class intro. I'm the oldest one there. I'm the largest one there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not very good at it. And I'm having such a good time. I love this. I love this for you. I do too. And mm-hmm. so I signed up for like a longer class. It's six or seven sessions. And then we have mm-hmm. a show that we have to do in her studio. Yes. Like where we can invite guests. Oh my God. Are you inviting Todd? Of course. And then okay. I get we get two seats each. So I'm not sure okay. who my second person will be. Um, Cody and Robin. My God, that would be amazing. Um, oh my God, can you imagine How Robin in a burlesque class? Oh my God, she would be so scandalized. Oh, 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 oh. did you buy that at Victoria's Secret? Would you like to borrow my credit card? No. Um, yeah, there's nothing at Victoria's Secret that fits these large breasts, Mm-mm. so Mm-mm. doesn't really matter, Neither, girl. Yeah, again, big-breasted women. Yep. That's our podcast. Yep. I hear your plight, but it's so much fun. And I told Todd, he's like, "Wait, so you're inviting me to go to a dance class where I get to watch?" my wife and other sexy women dance provocatively. I mean, I guess I could go. That's fine. <laughs> sure. You're going to make me. I guess I have nothing better to do. Twist my arm. Like- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so, yeah, amazing. I have, to, that's I have to buy shoes and costumes and stuff. I don't know. I can report back what happens. Yeah, report back. Report yeah. back. It's, I am, it's fun though. I am a trier, 
but not with physicality, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, I will take any fucking art class, writing class, okay. speech class, any kind of class. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I, eh, exercise class, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've done. And it's not I- that I'm, like, feel weird about it. I'm just not into it. Yeah, I actually yeah. took an improv class in the fall. Mm, now, see, I would love to do that. That was a ton of fun as well. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to take another one of their classes, too. Um Again, all this stuff is in Philly, and now that I live in, you know, the sticks of Bucks County, it's yeah, it's more of a hike than it used to be, but still yeah. well worth it. And um, yeah, improv is really fun too. Cool, I would love yeah. to do improv. It's great, it's great, and you you learn a lot, and it help. Both of these things help with your confidence and your ability of to course, just kind of yeah. like jump to do things quicker. Yep, and yep. um. That's what really I cool. love. Like, I can't stop going to school because I just love it so much. I oh mean, I just. I would love to go to graduate school. Mm. I don't know what I want to go for. I actually, mm. I was talking the other day. So I go to a Unitarian church. I'm yeah. I'm an atheist, humanist, Unitarian. Sure, we'll go okay. with that. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw out a lot of words to try to say nothing. Um, but I periodically consider going to seminary. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because I love religion and I, I love the like history I need to of religion. Slap that out of you. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I want to go to a Unitarian seminary. Like I'm not gonna. Okay. All I'm right. never going to become a super. I, I'm not Christian. I will never become Christian. Okay. It's just not my. Okay. Belief. All right. Okay. I'm good. Um, no, offense, no, no shame on Christians. But, you just, know. <laughs> yeah, it's not me. I'm. It's, it's not just for not us. Me. No, it is not for us. Um, but I think. I think it would be very interestingly received by my family on both sides that if I were going to go to seminary. My father freaked out when I started going to a Unitarian church because he's Jewish and he was so afraid I was oh, going to become yeah. like like a born-again Christian. I'm like, it's not going to be a thing. You don't yeah. have to worry about this. Yeah. Again, Mm-mm. no shade to people who are. Live your life. Be happy. Been it's just not for me. I have been in church since uh, – I don't know. I probably went for a wedding or something, but I haven't been to a church like really since – I got married the first time, which was oh, wow. 2001. I got married three days before 9-11. I should remember Okay. That. You should. Yeah. yeah. It's an easy one to remember. It's an easy one. Um, Todd is Jewish. And so I've gone to synagogue with him. We got married at his synagogue. Mm. Um, but I go to this Unitarian church, but doesn't look like a church. Like in New yeah. England, Unitarian churches look like old churches. Yeah. Yes. Ours is like an old ladies auxiliary building in Westchester. It's like an old that, car dealership. <laughs> not far from it. It's an old ladies auxiliary that for the longest time just had a stage. Yeah. So yeah. it really looked like more of a theater than we yeah, done here, a ton of here what they do, what we tend to do here is um old movie theaters mm. started becoming churches. Which There's I'm all, these spaces. all about like a church that teaches people to love one another and yes. really, you know, be good to each other. I'm all about that. The primary tenet of Unitarian Universalism is we respect the inherent worth and dignity of all people. Like, there you go. Yeah. Cool. Go. I'm in. Sign me up. That sounds great. <laughs> all right. Are we ready to go into the wilderness? We are. We are. And this was me, a me, shocking episode. This was a shocking episode. Let me just tell everybody, we are going to be back next week with a wrap up. Mm-hmm. For season two, we may have a special guest. I'm We're not telling, hoping. I'm not saying who it is, but it, Amanda and I will definitely be here next week to just kind of say, okay, because one of the things I want to do with this podcast is when season three comes out, I want you guys to have a season two refresher that mm, is there yep. waiting for you. 
so that you don't have to rewatch all of season two. So, next so no week, one ever has to rewatch episode six. Yes. Basically, we're, we're so trying to save the we'll people. Be, we'll be covering, you know, maybe five to ten big moments from the season and talking mm-hmm. about what they meant and, and just, you know, what happened in general. And I'm excited to do that. I am too. It's going to mm-hmm. be fun. Absolutely. Okay. So today we are covering Yellow Jacket season two, episode nine, storytelling. What did you think of it on the whole? It was quite good, but it felt a little too fast. I agree. I felt like they were trying to do way too much in an hour. Like, this is where it's obvious that this sh- they probably wrote a 10-episode yes. season and somehow just shove it into it. nine. Yes. I don't know. I agree with you. I was thinking at the end of this, I was like, okay, everything's really wrapped up neatly with the bow here. Mm-hmm. But I felt like... I wanted to see more of Walter solving that issue. I wanted to see like a lot more of things and we didn't. And I'm like, here's where we needed that episode. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I wanted more of the five of them in the present and this hunt and talking more about, but I guess that's the point. We're still not supposed to truly understand all of the rules of the hunt. Right. We're getting more, more and more details of what's, what this is. We don't know all the details yet. I felt like they wrapped up the adult storyline a little too well. So I'm like, where are we going in season three? Okay. So the I adults? have a theory about that. Okay. And we'll talk about it at the end. Okay. Because that's what I want to ask you at the end. Like, what do we do in season three? And we'll talk about that more too in the, the recap that we do yeah, next week. We can start, you know, guessing what they're going to do. I think I see a possible storyline. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. So. We open, we're going to start in the wilderness, guys. And let me just tell you, this episode delivered with the fucking music. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This was so, so, so good. It was so Um, good. Yeah. Now, I will say the song that played at the very end, Killing Mm -hmm. Moon, I'm not Mm -hmm. familiar with that song. Oh, that's one of my all-time favorite songs. I I love that song song. so much. Did you ever see the movie, was it called Gigi, that had... um, are you talking about Geely with Jennifer Lopez? That no, 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 no. Oh, okay. That was terrible. No, no, not that one. Um, and at first I was thinking it's Jennifer Lopez. No, it's the woman who was married to Brad Pitt and Billy Bob Thornton. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. She plays this supermodel in like, it's a true story. I want to say she mm-hmm. was from Italy or someplace. I don't know. Maybe a took okay. place in New York. I don't even remember. But she was a supermodel who also had a really bad drug addiction. She winds up um overdosing and dying if memory serves it's a very good movie but this Sounds the song ki- oh it's a real happy fun time but the song killing moon is in it a lot okay okay and so i always think of that but it's i love that song i so don't know it. that song it's but you will good. you will learn as we podcast together more and more that i have a real narrow scope of music <laughs> And that's fine. And I appreciate the fact that you knew, you picked up the Leonard Cohen thing. I did oh. not. But I knew Buffy St. Marie, yes. who you okay. did not. So we can I did there. not know Buffy St. Marie. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So we open on one of my all-time favorites, Zombie by the Cranberries. I was like, this I, is perfect. The only thing is I wanted it longer. And I wanted that walk through the woods longer. Like they did mm-hmm. with, with something in the way. Like I just wanted to, to play longer. If that yes, agreed. Okay. Um, so, I wanted to see the process of the almost, like, what did they do? How did we get him from on the ice mm-hmm. to tied up to a, a thing and they're all marching in with him? Um, I love the cranberries. I was devastated when Dolores yes. O'Riordan died. Yes. I'm really sad I never got to see them live. I love the cranberries as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So Nat is walking back to the cabin and she's kind of out in front. And Travis is so happy to see her. He's like, Natalie, because don't forget, she was going to be dead. Right. He thought she was. And just the look on her face of that moment of him just realizing or her realizing he has, she has to tell him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And he goes on a real roller coaster. Oh, he does. Yay, Natalie, you're live to. Oh, fuck. My brother's on a spit. Like, it's real. It's real dark. So the rest of the day. Spit. That was a big big emotional jump. (laughs) And Natalie tells him, it happened so fast, the wilderness chose. And he grabs Hobby and he's sobbing. No, no, no. So now we see Lottie is still recovering. This whole thing with Lottie and Misty, Mm -hmm. it was wild. Mm -hmm. So Lottie is still recovering. Misty comes up to see her. And Misty tells Lottie about Javi, and she's like, we're going to eat Javi. Yep. Like, we're just going to eat him. Mm -hmm. So Misty tells Lottie what they did. She says, I told the others what you said about not wasting you, but we need you. So we chose someone else. She tells them how they were drawing cards to decide who they would eat. And Misty says, this is what you wanted, Lottie. And Lottie, like, vehemently, vehemently, I can never say that word, vehemently. Vehemently. Denies this. I could type it out. I could use it, but I can't fucking say it. That's fine. It has that weird H. It does. I think Lottie was so appalled by this. Yes. Which I think I'm back on my theory. Yeah. I think I'm back on my train of Lottie is not evil. No, I don't think she's evil. I think she's nuts. I think think she's she's nuts. And I think Misty has created this persona. It's Mm -hmm. like the Wizard of Oz all over again. Yeah. Misty is yeah. the man behind the curtain. Misty is controlling right? all of this, Would saying it's the man behind the curtain. Do I have that Misty right? is the man behind the curtain. Lottie's out front. She's telling everybody mm-hmm. what. No, the other way. Lottie's other behind way. the curtain. Misty's yes. in front. Yes. And Misty's the one who's like, this is what Lottie wants. This is what yes. Lottie needs. Yes. I and think Misty created Lottie. Mm. Yeah. And I think I think everybody else we learn in the the real time, the current time. Everybody else is like Lottie's evil. The bad things happen around her, but do they? No, bad things happen around Misty. Yes, almost yes. everyone who's died on this show has been around Misty. Yeah, or she's directly killed them. Right. All right. So um, Misty says you started all this because Lottie's like, I didn't mean for this. I didn't want this to happen. What are you talking about? Misty's like, you started this, and it's done. And I'm going to save our lives. And it's going to save our lives. So you better not start making people feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Misty, I feel like, lives by the creed that 13-year-old Amy lived by, which I used to tell myself, if you're lying about something, just make yourself believe it hard enough and you'll feel like it's true. Ah, I like So that. I was a little bit of a sociopath as a teenager. <laughs> and... I feel okay. like Misty is buckling down here and, and trying to make this true. Misty is a bit of a sociopath. Yeah, she is. But she really deeply cares about these other women. Like, it's very strange. Misty does she has care a, about these other women or does I she want to be does. seen as the savior? I don't, that's a really good question. Does Misty actually care about these people? Like, I think she just wants to be a savior. She, she just wants to be popular. She just wants yeah. to be loved. At the end of the day, Misty just wants to be loved. Yes. And she doesn't feel loved and she doesn't feel lovable. And I So anytime someone's nice to her, she doesn't even believe it. And I think there's a Venn diagram, right? Yes. Of these two things. So there is bleed over. And um, 
I think, you know, like we see her really work to save Nat from killing herself. Mm-hmm. So I think there might be some caring there, but a lot of it is like, I need to be the hero. Yes. She is absolutely yep. the hero of her own story. And Misty has a very strict moral code. Yes. It's not the moral code you and I operate on Mm-mm. by any stretch, Mm-mm. but she has a really clear idea for her of what is right and what is wrong. And she yeah, really stays very much in those lanes. Yes. Yep. It's I agree. Just, I, I, I hope in one of the seasons we get to find out about her family. Oh, yeah. Because as the nice. boys say, something happened on the way to heaven with this woman. <laughs> yes. Yes. Something. So Above Misty- and beyond just the wilderness. <laughs> Misty goes downstairs and tells everybody, Lottie is pleased with the wilderness's choice. Uh-huh. And she says, Lottie will save us. I don't, Or Javi will save us. Mm-hmm. So Shauna is called to go skin Javi or whatever it is she does. I I don't know. She is the uh she's the butcher. The, she is the butcher. She she's dressed. Butcher. She, mm-hmm. I think the term they use like if you if you went hunting and you've got a deer, you dress the you deer dress like mm-hmm. right. She yep. dressed Javi. Yep. So <laughs> Travis is sobbing and holding him and they prep the table. And we see Shauna. She's shaking. She pulls her hat over her eyes. She can't this even watch difficult. what she's about to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So she gets to work and, you know, she tells everyone to leave. And we have this long scene where she's trying to find his vein and then she cuts it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's trying to find his neck and she cuts it. And we see the blood just running down. <sighs> so Coach comes back. And at first, he goes on a roller coaster too. Because at first, he's like, oh, they got a deer. Right. We have food. And then, like, you, you kind of forget in that moment, Coach was not here for this party. So he has no idea what's what these kids, these crazy kids have been up to while he's been gone you in the crazy kids. In, in the forest pit somewhere. Yep. So he he's all smiles and then he sees Javi's jeans and his sweatshirt folded on top mm-hmm. of his sneakers. And he's like, oh fuck. What then the he runs into here? Nat. We don't know how, but he runs into her. And he tells her. Look, I found a, fi- a hiding place. Javi knew about it. That's where he was. We could, The two of us could go. We could survive the winter. And he says, Nat, you are not like the rest of these girls. And Nat says, you don't understand. I'm worse. Mm-hmm. I let him die in my place. It should have been me. And then she says, Coach, you're a good person and you don't belong in this place. Yeah, we were wondering who she said that to because we saw that clip. You don't belong in this place. We thought she said it to Travis. I thought she said to Travis. I did too. Because that, it, I feel like that's the only, it felt like that's the only person she would have that intimacy with to to say that in that way. It's so I interesting, isn't it? That the men are like the, the do-gooders here. Mm-hmm. And the girls are all, you know. Feral. Feral. <laughs> yeah. It, and I'm kind of curious Coach has kind of taken a liking to Nat the whole time. Like, I kind of wonder yes. what their coaching well, he, relationship he was like. He came out to her. Right. So they've always, they've had this intimacy. She talked to him yeah. about the fact that Travis wouldn't, wouldn't hook up with her. Yeah. That Travis or like, couldn't get it up, up or something. Which was. Yeah. Couldn't get it up. a conversation to have with your male coach. <laughs> right. But at the same time, he's the only adult in the room. Yes. So, yes. okay, yes. I'll yes. give her that. But they've always seemed to have this little secret, not secret relationship, but like. They had a closer bond. relationship. Yeah. I wonder what their coaching relationship was like before the accident. I wonder if yeah. maybe she's the only one he liked. Isn't it funny? Like sometimes I forget these guys were student athletes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what was Misty like out on the soccer field? She was the equipment manager. Oh, she didn't play. 
Right. She was the okay. manager. All right. It's been a while since I've well, yeah. binged episode, uh, season one. Okay. That makes total sense. That tracks. Because yeah. okay. she's bossy and she wants to control everybody. Because I also everybody. think she'd be a great goalie because she'd be like just throwing herself right in front of anything that came at her. True. But Van's the goalie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So inside, Travis tells Van she should be ashamed of herself. And she says, I'm not. I'm glad I'm alive just like you are, Trav. And mm-hmm. none of us should feel ashamed of that. And then Van says, let your brother save you, Travis. After all we went all after all he went through out here, don't you owe him that? Oh. I'm seeing a different side to Van this episode, which we'll talk Van? about. Van's getting a little uh uh-uh. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now we see Coach in the tree cave trying to make a fire. And in the cabin, Shauna comes in with a plate of Javi. Yes. And his heart is in the middle. And Travis, they they kind of there's this ceremonial unspoken like Travis needs to be the one mm-hmm. to take the first bite. Did did you not feel like there should be more meat than there was? I mean, I have no much. I have no I idea how much meat a human being. Yes, I think what she's doing is keeping him in the meat shed. Okay, and going out like she did with the bear and getting a little bit every day. Okay, yeah. Okay, but that was my thought. I was like, I thought a body would with more meat but Javi wasn't big I don't know mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't really understand how much meat is coming off of a person and I'm there very glad about that there be a lot more meat I would think so and if it was me there'd be a lot of meat that's right but I that's don't right. know I don't know what's going on it'd be well so, marbled <laughs> <laughs> so Travis takes a bite out of Javi's heart and he throws it in the cast iron and we hear I did not enjoy that no I could have done without that did mm-hmm. not enjoy that then the rest of the gang grabs a, a piece of Javi and throws it in the cast iron as well. We see Misty brings some meat up to Lottie and she says, Lottie says, I thought it wanted what was best for us. Now I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. And Misty says, listen, bitch, your team needs you. Eat. <laughs> Get it together. Get it together. So that's <clears throat> where we're going to leave the wilderness until the end. Okay. okay? Cool. All right. So now we have current time. Lottie's Ooh. still trying to make this Russian roulette happen. <laughs> and Shauna's Stop like, trying to make Russian roulette happen, girl. <laughs> and Shauna's like, mm, guys, I don't know. She's like coming up with all these stall task- mm. tactics. And Shauna says, listen, if we're going to do this right, or if we're going to do this, we got to do it right. We're yep. going to give it a hunt the way we're we do what to. we did. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And Nat is like, what the fuck are you talking about, Shauna? And Shauna says, Lottie is right. You know, it is. It has been in us. And then Lottie runs to Shauna and they hug. And as she's hugging her, Shauna's making eyes with Ty and everyone else behind her. Like, like what we're the not fuck? doing this. We gotta get out of this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so they decide that they need masks and a deck of cards with a single queen in it. And Shauna says to Lottie, listen, go make sure all your people are gone. Like, mm-hmm. we need them out of here. And Lottie leaves, and they're all like, okay, what are we doing? Right. What's, What's our plan to get out of this? Mm-hmm. By the way, I love when Melanie Linsky, because she's such a great actor, I love when you can see she's acting badly. Like, yes, yes. When Because when she was trying yes. to be like, Lottie's right, we should really do it this way. And you, like, it's so not believable, but Lottie buys it immediately. But that's just the amazing actor. So skill. the thing about Melanie Linsky is, I was maligning her two episodes ago where I said I thought maybe she wasn't a great actress because she's so divorced from her emotion. Mm -hmm. However, I really sat back and thought about her character on The Last of Us. Did you guys watch that? Mm -hmm. Yep. And it was very similar. 
It was. And I think she just plays those characters very well. Mm -hmm. The characters who need, because that character also was dealing with a ton of trauma. Yes. And was trying to like be the leader of this community. Right. So I feel like she just plays that part well, where she's divorced from her emotions. Mm-hmm. So like when they need that kind of part, they call him Melanie Linsky. Like that's yeah, just and the she's, kind of actor she is. And she's great at it. Mm-hmm. I would like to see her in a really emotional role. Mm. I have I have a movie recommendation for you then. There's a okay. movie called Away We Go mm. with John Krasinski and- Oh, wait, um, What? My boyfriend? Your boyfriend. Okay. My boyfriend too. Um, okay. And what's what's her bucket? She was on Saturday Night Live. Mia Rudolph. Okay. Is that it? Mia? Maya. Maya. Maya Rudolph. Okay. I'm just like, I, I can see her perfectly. I couldn't come up with her name. Now she's a what's her name. She is a what's her name. <laughs> John Krasinski is not a what's her name. No. <laughs> what's his name? Um, it's a beautiful movie about this couple who they start out at the beginning of the movie and she's pregnant and- they're just basically trying to figure out where they want to live, where they want to raise mm. this baby. Mm. And they go to all of these different places. And one of the places they go is actually Toronto. And Melanie Linsky is married to the guy that was Claire Fisher's boyfriend at the very end. Okay. Yeah. Um, coming up. Maybe, maybe Six Feet Under is just the center of our universe. It is. And, so um, oh my God, I love it so much too. And they had a bunch of infertility issues. And Melanie Linsky plays this beautiful role cannot recommend it enough okay i'm gonna the movie watch will that. make you sob at the end it's so good i'm gonna watch that um yeah maybe i'll make timmy watch it because last night he made me watch dungeons and dragons but let me tell you something it was amazing we have that i have oh yet to watch God. it it was um, so good chris pine is so okay. hilarious okay it was I'll great give- it was really good movie i can give it a shot yeah um away we go is, is quite good maybe i'll make todd watch it let okay me- he's right. never seen it Sounds good. All right. So they're they're just in the cabin like, what the hell are we going to do? You know, Misty says, maybe we should have her committed. I mean, with her history and everything, it shouldn't be too hard. Mm-hmm. And Ty agrees. She's a danger to herself. Absolutely. We and could 5150 her in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And Nat says, no way. She wanted to kill one of us. We can't just hospitalize her and call it a day. <laughs> and Van is with Nat on this. Yeah. She's like, yeah, Nat's right. So, okay, I have a problem with the timeline here. Okay. Because it's nighttime. Yes. But then we get another day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Do we? Yes. 
Because when Misty is snooping around Lottie's office and getting her phone and Walter runs, it's daytime. Yes. When Jeff and Callie arrive, it's daytime. It's daytime. Yeah. And when the the Keystone cops show up, it's daytime. Yeah. It makes no sense. Interesting. Because they're preparing for the hunt. It's nighttime. Nobody changes clothes. No. No. And maybe they stayed up all night prepping for this. I don't know. But I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was real confused. So I just wrote the next day, question mark. We see Misty (laughs) snooping around Lottie's office. She finds Lottie's pills prescribed from a Dr. Brandt. She Mm. also gets, I wrote she was going to get a gun because I thought she was going to because there's a gun right there in the safe, which I I thought too. Um, And her phone. So now she's checking her messages. Her phone starts blowing up. Someone else comes in. It's Walter. Hey, Walter's back. And it turns out he's not the bad guy we were afraid he was going to be. Thank God. So he's a psychopath, but he's not the bad guy we thought he was going to be. <laughs> so Van and Ty are making death masks and Van's not feeling too good about this plan. Mm-mm. So the plan we learn is that they have called in a psych team, which is mm-hmm. this a thing? There is a crisis team, I think. Okay. But I think like, right. but my idea of that is that it's like, it's someone like the crisis team gets called when someone's on top of a building threatening to jump. Right. And you not, bring not people hunting in to try their friends in the woods. Not hunting their friends in the woods. But maybe that's maybe that's so rare that we don't know what the appropriate response is from the authorities. They this was weird. I don't know. So again, like this is where I feel like everything was such a slow burn this season, and then they quick, quick, quick threw this mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So Ty says, you know, Lottie is sick. We have to do this. And Van said, I don't think she is. We have all felt this thing and you feel it too. And Van says, locking her up is not going to help her. We need to help her and handle it ourselves the way we always swore we would. Like, take care of each other like we always promised. Right. Now we have a cover of Metallica's Sad But True. I don't even know who was singing it. I don't care. This is a Metallica song in my mind. Okay, so I don't. I did not know it was a Metallica song because mm-hmm. I don't have the Metallica mm-hmm. catalog in my brain. Pretty much if it's not Enter Sandman, I got nothing. Oh, it's a great Metallica. That's a great Metallica song. Okay. So, Sabatru's playing. And Nat and Shauna, I wrote, are dulling the knives. I think Shauna is dulling them. Right? She's absolutely dulling the knives. Because you think she's sharpening them. And then she puts it against her thumb. And yes. it doesn't cut her. And she puts it in the thing. So, like, yes. she's very clearly trying to render these knives useless. Okay. Or not so, as useful. Not as useful. Because a knife can still be stabby. It still could be stabby. Yeah. It could be stabby. (laughs) Uh, Amy Archer Science. A knife could still be be stabby. Stabby. It's a technical term. Stabby. (laughs) So uh, Nat is burning the card and getting the card ready. Now we see Jeff and Callie. They're driving to Lottie's. They're panicking about what to do. Jeff says, if we try to disappear, it'll suck. We can't get our favorite takeout. We can't Google ourselves like we talked about (laughs) in the beginning. Then he says, and I feel like they very clumsily wanted to put the gun here in Mm -hmm. the glove box. And it was clumsy. And that's not It was clumsy. No. Um, I did appreciate the we won't be able to have our favorite takeout. Yeah, I get that. I feel that in my bones. I'm 45 minutes from where I used to live. And I can't get takeout from my favorite Chinese restaurant. I get it. I get it. And I miss it. (laughs) So he says, I saw your mother almost shoot someone the other day. And I wrote, they talk clumsily about the gun. Okay, we get it. There's a gun in Jeff's glove box. 
So they arrive at the gate and they're freaked out by some wandering cult members. I just wrote some loose cult members. They looked like children of the corn coming out of the field. They did. Yes, they did. (laughs) So they quickly back up and they look for another way in. Meanwhile, Pornstash and Kevin were right behind them. Mm -hmm. So now Nat Nat stops by the dying purple shed to warn Lisa that something is happening and she needs to leave before she gets caught up in it. Mm-hmm. And this Natalie really, clearly cares for Lisa. This is a really sweet moment because Nat stops by the door and turns and says, I appreciate you trying to teach me forgiveness. It's a nice idea. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, because all of what Lisa was trying <clears throat> to teach her to Natalie are nice ideas that cannot be put into practice. Because yeah. Natalie's world is so much more fucked up than Lisa's world, even yes. though they're in the same world. Yes. So if Natalie lived in Lisa's world, all of these things would work. Lisa does not live in Natalie's world, so all of these things are not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So now it's nighttime again, and Walter is stirring something up on the stove. And we did all, you um, see it coming? I did not. I did. I immediately knew it was poison. I'm oh, like, I did oh, not at all. Because don't forget, I saw the preview and I figured he killed a cop. Right. So yes. I was like, now I knew Pornstash and Kevin were there. I knew this was coming. Okay. So he's singing Send in the Clowns and Kevin walks I love that in. Song. Which, you know, Send in the Clowns and then here comes Kevin. Here comes the time. clown Kevin. <laughs> so Walter plays a great naive. He's like, You're an honest to God detective? Right. I'm, like, a, I'm a citizen detective. He's like all like have you heard of us? Mm-hmm. Right. Have you heard of us? No, which no one's is, heard of you. It's perfect because it disarms Kevin immediately. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin's mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is just some nerd. Right. So this is some like, you know, guy solving crimes in his basement with his Cheetos. Yeah. Which is exactly who Walter is. Exactly. And I'm here for it. It's yeah. Okay. I support this. So he offers Kevin some hot cocoa and says, Let me guess, you guys are here for Shauna. And he starts to tell Kevin some things about Shauna. Mm-hmm. He's like, There's there's a whole coven of them here. They're up to <laughs> no good. So meanwhile, Callie and Jeff have found their way in, and Callie finally, finally, someone brings up the blackmail. Mm-hmm. And Callie says, uh, I just want to remind you, all of this started because of your lame attempt at blackmail. Yep. And she says, I hope those, uh, I forget what she called them, the mobsters or whatever. I hope they could get us some fake passports. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what she called them, though. I didn't write down. Um, so he says, Callie, the American family is crumbling. You try making a living in sectionals. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> And actually, given the crumbling of the American family, a sectional is good. It get people can all be in the same room, but not near yes. each other. It yes. works out really yes. well. Yes. Um. I, actually, I think just to Jeff come back is real totally quick, one of these people in church on Sundays praying for the return of the American family. Oh, sure, for sure. Um. But I do think it's interesting what Shauna or not Shauna Kelly said. All of this really did start because of Jeff. Yep. He put these wheels into motion. These four women would never have come back in, five women would never have come back together if yeah. he hadn't started the blackmail. Yeah. Remember we talked about that a few episodes ago. We were trying to think of like how this came to be, like how they mm-hmm. all came together. And we said it had to be Jeff. It's Jeff who started mm-hmm. this whole wheel in motion. Yes. Now, yep. Natalie and Misty may have found each other. but Wait, no. Did Natalie get the postcard in rehab? I don't know where Natalie got I don't the remember postcard. where she got the postcard. It mm-hmm. might have been at the hotel. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeff would never have known she was in rehab. No, maybe not. Yeah. 
I don't Only know. Ty knew where she was because yeah. Ty was footing the bill. Yeah. So they come up on Walter and Kevin and Jeff sends Callie away. He's like, you go look for your mother. I'm going to handle this. Mm-hmm. Jeff walks in, arms up, just like we knew he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And he says, take me away. I did it. I killed Adam Martin. It was a crime of passion. I found out about Shauna. I didn't know what to do. And he's like crying. And, you know, this is blah, blah, blah. All he was like, going Kevin for his Oscar just, reel. Kevin just floor. <laughs> <laughs> you just confessed your life to a dying man. Good yep. job. <laughs> yep. And Walter comes out and says he gave him some phenobarbital in that. As cocoa. you do. As, you, As do. you do. They have a lot of that shit. I don't know where well, they're they getting have, it. Well, they have a whole farm. Oh, true. true. And that and and um Lottie did say they use it to euthanize animals when they're suffering. That's true. That's true. Still seems like so, a lot, but okay. Jeff panics and Walter comes out and introduces himself and talks him down. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Help me move this body. So they do. Now, in Lottie's room, God is alive, magic is a foot place. And let me tell you, I've never heard this song before. Okay. I've never heard Buffy Van Buffy Saint Marie. Never heard of her. Okay. Um, but I knew just from the word of foot that this was something to do with Leonard Cohen. <laughs> I love that you knew that because I did not. I told um, and I love me some Leonard night. Cohen, but. I know. I told my husband last time, like, when I heard God is alive, magic is afoot. I'm like, this is a Leonard Cohen song. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one else would talk like this. That's I true. Thought, at first, though, I thought it was a Leonard Cohen song. Right. And yeah, it's it not. It she- is. Yeah. So I just have a little bit here about Buffy St. Marie. I don't know like how much you know about her, but I knew nothing about her. Mm-hmm. It's a 1969 song by Buffy St. Marie, and it's an interpretation of a Leonard Cohen poem from his 1966 novel, Beautiful Losers, which is so philosophical, I can't even begin to understand it. Like, this okay. is where never I, I kind of lose. Like, Got it. It's, it's like a... A discussion or an argument between three different like philosophical figures and it's just really hard to follow. Okay. It's hard to keep track of. Got it. <laughs> yes, but I didn't know um much about her. So what I wanted to share with you is okay, so she released Buffy St. Marie released 13, 14 albums. Mm-hmm. And she was really prolific and really a part of the the um, anti war movement. The anti war folk yes. music movement. Yeah. And a, and she was a uh, I want to say protester. She was an activist. Yes, she was. Yeah. So she signed with Vanguard Records um, and they released It's My Way in 1964. The album included Universal Soldier. And she has said that song is about individual responsibility for war and how the old feudal thinking kills us all. Though not a hit for St. Marie, it was uh, years later for British singer Donovan. Mm-hmm. And then the song was popular as a peace anthem in the anti-war, anti-Vietnam War movement. And It's My Way also featured codeine, which St. Marie wrote after becoming addicted to codeine while recovering from bronchitis. And that song was later covered by Janis Joplin. And I didn't know that. Yeah, she's one of those people that wrote a lot of music that other people covered and made more popular. Yes. Um, Interesting. She was a codeine addict. I, I love the codeine cough syrup. I like codeine too. I mean, we, we call that my, my father and I call that the magic cough syrup. Because it, it solves every yes. problem when you're sick. Yes. yes. Well, and here's the thing about her. So she was blacklisted by uh, LBJ and Nixon, mm-hmm. of course. 
But she's still around. She's still writing frequently about indigenous issues. Mm-hmm. She did a whole thing about missing indigenous women in Canada. Mm-hmm. She's Canadian. Yeah. She's, I was going to say, she, I knew she was an indigenous woman. And I thought she was Canadian. Yep. Uh, so she's, you know, she's still out there and she's still doing this awesome stuff. She was on Sesame Street in 1975 to, 19, to 1980. And she actually breastfed her baby on Sesame Street. I don't Street. remember that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was... I was watching Sesame Street in real time during those times, but I certainly wasn't going to. Yep. That yep. wasn't going to hit my radar at three. <laughs> so, I mean, I just think she's a really cool woman. She's a badass. If you guys a chance, like, look her up. Like, she, we, um, Steph and I are covering Love and Death, and Carol King was brought up, and I love Carol King. And I'm always mm-hmm. like, my favorite Carol King song is when she does that cover of the Shirelles, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? And I looked mm-hmm. up, and I'm like, Oh, she wrote that for the Shirelles. Mm, yeah. Oh, okay. You, she you wrote don't... a ton of these songs. Carol King is one of those people that wrote a ton of music that a Willie lot of Nelson other people too. covered. Willie Nelson yeah. wrote a ton of songs. Willie Nelson, Burt Bacharach, obviously. Like there mm-hmm. are these people who's who made almost all their my beloved, our beloved Barry Manilow. <gasps> yes. Wrote a ton of music for other people yep. and yep paid his bills real early on with almost every jingle you remember from the 70s yes 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 yeah and then you look at like elvis presley he didn't write any he wrote one song Mm. he only wrote one song yeah i didn't realize that it was for his mother yeah wow Mm -hmm. wow there are some people who are just performers they're not i writers i agree yep it's like there's nothing wrong with that no you know whatever but there's a reason we have bernie Taupin and elton john anytime elton john tries to write a lyric (laughs) it ain't good It ain't ain't good. Okay, so back to our show. So Ty calls uh, this hospital, and she cancels the crisis team. And she tells them, we'll bring Lottie in on our own. We've calmed her down a little bit. She's not out in the woods trying to hunt her friends. We're going to bring her in. (laughs) But she is, but okay. So then they all gather around the fire, and Shauna asks Misty, like, how long is it going to take for this team to get here? And Misty says, I don't know. We told them it was urgent. And Nat goes, we? Who's we, Misty? And right. then Lottie shows up, so they're all quiet. So, me, I wrote the most disgusting, vile thing. Oh, I can't wait to hear this then. I wrote, Lottie shows up and is all gooshing over this. Oh, she is. She is. <laughs> she is like in a fit of ecstasy over the fact that they're getting to do this again. We're currently rewatching Archer, so I use goosh all the time. Okay. I've never watched Archer. <laughs> I mean, I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never been a. Yeah. consistent yeah. washer that's yeah. their uh that's their her, her basement is flooding over this as yes, some have been is. known to say yes it is so meanwhile callie is in the woods with jeff's gun and comes face to face with porn stash porn stash it like realizes she has a gun and that the situation is getting really tense when all of a sudden he gets a call from quote kevin air quotes oh kevin God. but really it's walter and jeff doing something with kevin's <laughs> phone to right. make it sound like he's in distress and to lure porn stash to him. This was so janky. It made me laugh. Loved it. And the fact that he fell for it. Walter and Misty together can rule the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Lottie gets the cards ready and Shauna wants to shuffle them a bit more. And Ty tries to get Lottie to talk. And Van seems to be on Lottie's side with this. What are your thoughts here? Van was being real weird about this. The fact that she wanted to call off the crisis team. Yep. And you see, like, in the woods, and we'll talk about the final scene, but you see, like, Van is really turning. 
this whole Javi thing really changed her. Yeah, like she used to be, she was my favorite skeptic. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. she's and now she into is, all this shit. She is drinking it up like it is her job. Yeah, it's really weird. All right, so Van goes first. She gets a regular card. Ty hesitates. And Lottie says, are you refusing the draw? Because you know mm. what happens if you do. So they've got so, so many rules got around rules. this. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wonder if Pit Girl refused the draw. Probably. Or she mm. chose and chose to run. Because you, you could choose to submit. Right. So Misty and Shauna get nothing cards. And it goes round and round. And every nobody gets the queen. Round two. They keep going until finally Shauna draws the Queen of Hearts. And Lottie says to her, like, do you want to submit or do you want to run? Oh, wait, first they all get their masks on. And Shauna's right. going, come on, guys, wait a minute here. <laughs> wait, wait, guys, whoa, whoa, wait. whoa. I mean, this is a nice idea. I, I enjoyed the revisit of our childhood yes. memories. Yes. We don't have to go back there. And then we get this pan on them. And they're all standing there in their masks. And it's kind of haunting because nobody's saying anything. It's like they're mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, they are now in a different yes. mindset. And Lottie It's like says, those masks make them lose. I don't want to say make them lose their humanity, but it lets them be different people. So they can kind yeah. of divorce themselves yeah. from yep. what they are doing. Mm-hmm. So um, Lottie says, you can submit or you can run. And then again, Shauna goes... Okay, timeout. <laughs> Which whoa, whoa, whoa. I love a good timeout. You know, I do too. Like, I just want to take a timeout from things. Timeout. Wait, girls, we're fighting. Timeout. Right. Let's yeah. breathe for a moment. Mm-hmm. Shauna needs them all to breathe for about five minutes because she needs to figure out how to get out of this. We we have a worldwide pandemic. Timeout. Timeout. Time okay. Right. Can we stop the planet for a moment? <laughs> Pretend like this isn't happening. Let's make a plan and then we can come back. So she's like, we're not really doing this, are we? And none of them say a word. They're doing it. And then she goes, okay, so you've all officially lost your minds, right? And then she goes, you know, there was no it, right? It was just us. And Lottie mm-hmm. goes, is there a difference? Yeah. And Shauna starts running. Now, if you remember weeks ago, I said to you, I don't think there's anything supernatural. I think it is what it is on the surface mm-hmm. and that they just have so much ritualistic shit that they, right. they're a bunch of teenage girls. And of course they're making everything seem bigger than it is bigger than it is. And I wonder if this is a hint to that. Like, I wonder if the, it is death, you mm. know what I mean? And it yeah. found us, it's here. It, we have to feed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I and know. death is coming for all of us and death is in all of us. Yes. None of, I mean, none of us are getting out of here alive. So we Speak for yourself. The moment, <laughs> the moment we're born, we're 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 growing to die. Like, yeah, it, it's it's a very strange thing. But I loved how Melanie Linsky is like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll pretend like we're doing this yeah. this this chase. And she's like, okay, I'm walking. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. your your old lady walking through the woods. I'm with you. <laughs> and then she's like, oh shit, they're actually coming after me. I might she need to run to like jog. Jog. <laughs> that would be me. No, I'd be like tripping over tree oh, limbs. I'd be, I'd be on my face crying. in a minute. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Begging them not to kill me. So now we see porn stash. He's at his car. He hears Kevin's phone ringing in the trunk. Mm-hmm. He pops the trunk open. And as he does, Walter comes up behind him like a little gremlin. He grabs his gun. He shoots. Why Kevin did he shoot in the him? Trunk because he had to make it look like porn stash shot him. Okay. 
That makes sense then. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, was like, because he's already he's, dead. Because he's dead, but Pornstash wouldn't have poisoned him. True. So true, it true, had true. to look like he was dead by Pornstash's hand. And if he's shot 17 times, they're not going to autopsy him to find the phenobarbital. Correct. Correct. So Walter offers Pornstash an out. He says, we're going to frame Kevin for the murder of Adam Martin and Jessica Roberts or all of his bank. Because he's like, I, I guess Walter has set all of his bank accounts and phone records to make it look like Kevin has been in on this and it has mm-hmm. been his whole thing. And he's like, so if you don't accept this narrative, I love how he goes, it's called a narrative. Can we just yay or nay it a little bit? Or yes and a little bit. <laughs> yes. Coming back to improv. Yes. We need to be yes anding a bit more. I'm going to start using that. Can we just yes and a little bit? Right. So um, he goes, and if you aren't up for this, all this evidence could point to you. No mm-hmm. problem. You choose. Por- Pornstash is just like, I loved seeing Pornstash get his. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, dude. I know. So, I'm, I'm only, I, I like it because he was much more corruptible than Kevin. So it had to be that way. Yes. That said, I'm really sad that Pornstash didn't get killed. <laughs> Me too. I really would have preferred the other way. Pornstash is back to haunt us next season. I know. We're never going <sighs> to lose him. Well, so we hear sirens and Walter's like, oh, by the way, I did call the police. So you should shut that trunk until you decide what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Cut to sh- oh, and Jeff sees all this from yeah. the woods, hiding behind a tree. So cut to Shauna running for her life, and all of a sudden there's a gunshot, and Callie threatens to shoot Lottie. Mm-hmm. Now I watched this ten times. It looks okay. like Callie winged Lottie. Mm. There's no blood, there's no injury, but Lottie does grab it. Yeah. So it looks like the bullet may have just very like real close. Great. It did her. do some sort of injury because. In a little bit, you see the paramedics. Yeah, but there's no like significant blood. No, she's not. No. She's not in danger of bleeding out and losing an arm or Mm-mm. anything. Nope. So Lottie says, so they're all like in this clearing. And Lottie says, shh, it's here with us now. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, is this your daughter? She's real fascinated with Callie. Is right. Is this your daughter? She's powerful. She's, yeah, she's mm-hmm. like. I, I and Sean is going. Give me the gun, Give me the gun. In my brain, I'm thinking: Does Lottie now see Callie as like the embodiment of the baby in the wilderness coming through, and like Shauna having more children, and these children coming out of? I don't know. I was I trying know. to like the, the way she just there was something she was stopped saw, in her tracks, and we saw a little bit of this at the end when you see Callie staring at Lottie, mm-hmm. and Shauna looks at Callie and is like, "Hmm, why are you staring? What is at What's happening her? here? Yeah." yeah. So uh, Shauna says, where is the psych team? And Ty says, we called them off. It was Van's idea. <laughs> and Van's like, really? You're selling me out like this? And Van says, she is like this because of us. And then Lottie starts going, everyone listen. What do we hear? Okay. Mm-hmm. So now we cut back. We're going we're gonna to do this end scene here. Yes. Because it's, it's interspliced. So yeah. In 1996... We see young Lottie stumble downstairs and everyone hugs her. The girls seem relaxed and they ask Van to tell them a story because their bellies are full now. So mm-hmm. they're like, they're, they're, they're like, they're feeling great. With the one million candles they have burning inside this cabin. Right. That they seem to have an endless supply of. Right. The well-stocked cabin coming for them again. So Van tells them a story about the wilderness. I love was- that they asked about the truth about cats and dogs. I know. I love it too. Was that Janine Garofalo? <laughs> Sure was. Yes. I love that movie. So 
She's like, it was beautiful, it was full of life, but it was also lonely and violent. And we see Coach outside. He's come to take a few supplies. Mm-hmm. So he takes an axe, and then we see him stumble upon some matches. And we see a rope in his hand. Yeah. So there's a rope in his hand. He has a box of matches because he's been trying to light a fire and couldn't. He kind of, so, the way you describe it kind of sounds like he's on playing Clue as well. Yes. It's yes. Coach. It's Coach in the coach. in the tree pit with an axe and a knife. Or axe and (laughs) matches and rope. So Van's story continues. The wilderness built a house. Summers came. Winters came. Lottie blurts out, I never want to be in charge. It chose me because I'm the only one who knew how to listen. But Mm -hmm. I can't hear it anymore. And it doesn't need me anymore. You've all learned how to hear it, how to feel it. Maybe now what it wants from us is a leader who can help us survive. And that isn't me. And Lottie says, and there's like this tense moment, like, who's going to get chosen? And you can see all of, well, not all of them. You can see Shauna, mm-hmm. like, perk up and Misty perk up. Like, Yes. Yep. And Lottie says, the wilderness has chosen who could lead us. And mm-hmm. it should be Natalie. And everybody's like, what? Natalie. And Natalie's just mm-hmm. sobbing mm-hmm. silently. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. I mean, they were going to kill her and the wilderness spared her, literally. Exactly. And she was the one who was always hunting, even though she was never successful. Like, yep. in yep. a lot of ways, she is a, a she's a stronger person than Lottie is. Yes, I agree. I agree. So in current time, we see the women and Misty's like tying Lottie up. And Lottie is insisting that it's in all of us. It's in all of us. And she just keeps going on and on. Natalie goes to strike her. Mm-hmm. And Lisa shows up with a shotgun. I see you should have gotten the hell out while you could, girl. Mm -hmm. Back to 1996. Lottie says, how else do we explain everything that happened out there? Nat, we tried to kill you and it wouldn't let us. And then she has, and this reminded me so much of the end of The Godfather. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. When um, Michael Corleone, are you a fan? (laughs) I'm not a huge Godfather fan. Michael Corleone finally accepts that he's taking his father's place. Mm-hmm. And you see him in his father's office and all of these men are coming in and kissing his hand and kissing yep. his ring. And his wife, uh, what's her name? Oh, fuck. I forget her name. It's a what's her name, but it's, it's really not. <laughs> um, and she's she's there and she sees him and mm-hmm. she's seeing it and she's like, oh, okay. This and I feel like doing. this is a very similar scene. It is. Everybody is in. kissing Nat's hand. They're all coming up and Coach is seeing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's got to be like, what on earth is happening in there? What is her name? Oh, that's good. I got to look it up. Okay. Her name is Kay. Played, Kay oh, Adams. she's played by Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. Okay. okay. All right. So her name is, we looked it up because it was bothering me so much. Right. And Diane Keaton is in fact not a what's her name. She's not a what's her name. And that's, that's all on me. I'm so yeah. sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. It just reminds me of that scene. And it's, it's really like a shift in power. Mm-hmm. It was. And it was a very powerful scene. And to see how each of the young women kissed the ring mm-hmm. in their own way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, big flourishes, Holding yep. hands to hearts. Yep. Yeah. And now that song Killing Moon plays, and I don't mm-hmm. know it. Yes. It's so perfect. Okay. So in current time, Lisa's hysterical. And she thinks mm-hmm. that they're going to hurt Lottie. And she's trying to, you know, 
defend protect your cult leader at at all costs (laughs) protect your cult leader at all costs yeah so lottie says um no lisa's hysterical nat tries to calm her down misty pulls out a syringe yeah she goes to attack lisa now i have a question why wouldn't you just have in that syringe like something to knock somebody out right why do we need to kill somebody Right. I think right. we just want to like, I think what my guess is what La, uh, Misty's plan was, was what I would have thought her plan was, was to somehow subdue Lottie, get her down. Yes. Yes. So we can then tie her up and send her to the loony bin. Like. Correct. Correct. We're trying to defuse the situation. I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't feel like any, there was any reason to go to straight to the needle of phenobarbital. I agree. I agree. It felt weird. Mm-hmm. Felt weird. So Nat sees in this moment the events of 1996 happening. Mm-hmm. Her drawing the card, them chasing her, Javi going in her place. And she does not want to be that person again. She doesn't mm-hmm. want Lisa to die in her place. Nope. So she jumps between them and Misty gets Nat. Ugh. Ugh. And Nat starts to die in Misty's arms, and she sees herself on an empty airplane while Radiohead's Street Spirit Fade Out plays, which is the perfect mm-hmm. song for this. Just anything Completely. Radiohead, yes, thank you. Would have been Please perfect for this, yes. Agreed. Um, Nat, is, Nat is, you know, dying. It's not good. Misty cries. Nat dies in her arms. On this empty plane... Mm-hmm. Julia, I want to talk uh, about this plane. Julia, Julia Lewis, Lewis is doing some of her best acting here. Mm-hmm. Javi's on the plane with her. Of course. He says, there's nothing to be afraid of. She says, I'm not supposed to be here. In one of the best written lines ever, young Nat appears next to her. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, that's not true. We both know where the, this is where you belong. We've been here for years. Right. And the lyrics are going, fade out. Like, it's perfect. Oh, it's perfect. It's so good. Young Lottie's on the plane. And she young says. Lottie's on the plane. I want to talk young about Young Lottie is on the plane and says, it's not evil, just hungry, like us. Just let it in. Yeah, mm-hmm. why is young Lottie on the plane? Right. And you had this theory of, what if this isn't the Lottie? What if older Lottie isn't the Lottie? I did. Which almost made me think, <laughs> what if... <gasps> What if Pit Girl is Lottie? Yeah. Yeah. And then who is this person? They just No, except we do we do see her come out of the wilderness and her parents and stuff. No, Pit Girl can't be Lottie. Okay, she can't be Pit Girl, but Because her parents would have recognized her. But something happened because they keep talking about how she was gone. Uh Mm Uh-huh. She disappeared for ten years. Misty missed it. Misty misses nothing and lost Lottie for ten years. Yeah. They all thought she was just yep. in a facility in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. Everybody on that. Well, yeah. Everybody on that plane's dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. I wonder. So now we cut to sirens. The cops call it in as a drug overdose. Everyone watches as medical people take Lottie away. Uh, Misty sobs as Walter tells her, I took care of it. And she cries and she says, I killed my best friend. And they hug and he hugs her real tight. Real tight, mm-hmm. like absorbing those sobs. Yes. I love yes. a good hug. I love a good hug when I'm crying. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So Jeff comes and he hugs Shauna and gives an awkward pat on the back to his daughter. Right. Which was real weird. Yeah. Good, good job, honey. 
I don't know how to touch you. Which is weird, given the previous episode, he like pulled her into his arms as he was telling her about yeah. her, her dead brother. Yeah. Who knows? Porn stash, of course, took the deal and turned on Kevin. Of course. Because he's a he's, scumbag. It's gross. So Ty comes over to Lottie and she says to her, you're going away for a little while. We'll come. We'll check on you. And Lottie says, we gave it what we wanted. It is pleased with us. You'll see. Mm. Same we'll thing about that Misty, in a minute. The same thing that Misty said Lottie said. Yep. Which she never said. Yep. Callie looks almost delighted. And she's staring at Lottie and Shauna looks at her and is like, mm, uh, this might be a problem. Are we doing some transference here of. Yeah. What's going on? Weirdness. That's the thing that makes me think, okay, this might be something that isn't just in them. Cause it, it did sort of feel like Lottie was transferring this to Callie. I think Lottie though, can be a very, like she's a cult leader. She's, she is. she's very, very charismatic. She's convincing. Very magnetic person. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like she's charismatic. She's whatever. And I think Callie's just like, wow. You know? Right. Yeah. She's everything her mother's not yes. in her eyes. Yes. Yes. Yep. So. So now in 1996, Shauna, I feel seen here, is angrily writing in her journal, which mm -hmm. is something Amy Archer did all the time. <laughs> and in lunch classes, I was sitting by myself. I'd be like, these bitches. <laughs> um, that, which is basically you, what Shauna was like. These bitches. I told you I went to that school where everybody had money and was like a rich bitch. And I was right. like the weird poet girl. So I was always. <laughs> so she writes. She, she's writing that it should have been her that was chosen to be the leader. And she writes this line where she says. I used to think it was Jackie who made me invisible. Mm -hmm. And we don't see the rest of that sentence. Yeah. And then suddenly she smells something and she starts screaming and the cabin is on fire. And Shauna wakes everybody up, but there's something blocking the doors. They can't mm -hmm. open them. One door, right? They can't open yep. the door. Um, I had a few issues with this scene. Number one, they probably would have been passing out by now from smoke yeah. inhalation, but whatever. So Ty chops through the door with an axe. They grab everything they can and then they go out. There's a real weird scene where, where Van says to Ty, you go, I'll be right there. But then we don't see what she does and she comes out right after her. It's so right. stupid. Yeah. And then they sit there and they watch in the snow as the cabin burns and Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunnyman plays. And they cry. And that's it. That's the end of season two. Okay, let's talk about the cabin burning down. Okay. You know how you get rid of a hive of yellow jackets, right? You burn the you nest. You burn the nest. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Or, as I had to do once, a bit of basically napalm in the ground, but you burn <laughs> the nest. Um, do we think Coach set the fire? Let's talk about this. I don't know. I don't know either. I think they want us to think he did. But There's I don't think that he has it in him. I mean, this is somebody who can't even... He's starving to death and can't right. even bring himself to, to eat. eat a piece of a human that died of natural causes, Jackie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yet he's going to kill like 10 teenage girls. Right. But at the same time, if he has now watched all of this evilness, regardless of how we feel about any of it, but from his perspective, you can tell he's looking at this like, these bitches have become real evil and I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Watching all of that happen, he might really believe the only way to stop them is to kill them. 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it fits with this character though, because I no. think he's, I think he's found a place to hide out. Mm-hmm. He's like he's good. Why would he come back and do this? I don't know. Right. I just feel like it's real out of character. It, the whole thing felt very strange. Like it's Did, it's a, it's a leap to go from is. I can't eat that person to I'm going to kill all of you. Right. I'm going to light your house on fire and let y'all burn to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I don't know what, I don't know what to make of it. And now I'm desperately worried about them being in the wilderness for another year. Yeah. Ish. And you know what's going to happen. Nat's going to be like, coach said there's a place. So mm-hmm. now we They're all going to go live in the, in mm-hmm. the tree pit. I don't know. Yeah. And how big is that space? Do we have enough room for all these people? <laughs> Do you think this was a fitting ending? Do you feel like it was? It felt weird. Felt weird. Felt quick. It felt, it felt quick and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as the present day felt quick, it didn't feel as weird mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as this felt. Yeah. And I want to say too, like, and we'll talk more about this when we do our season two wrap up, but one of the storylines I think that's going to happen is I think fans' cancer is going to go away. Mm, I was wondering that if like mm-hmm. somehow the somehow the the wilderness spare you know taking that mm-hmm. could spare them from other stuff. I don't know. Right, and now is Van gonna buy into this? Mm-hmm. I mean, if if Van's cancer goes away, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting in her shoes, I'd be like, "There's something that supernatural happening here," because I should be dead. But aren't we going to see some crazy fallout? So imagine if like one of our state senators was found right. at a cult. At a murder cult. Where a woman was murdered. <laughs> and like, what? And a police officer. Yes. Yes. And now what's going to happen to all these cult members? Because they're going to be wandering through the woods right. looking for their next cult. Right. Um, they're going to be children of the corning it out in and the wilderness. Lisa react to Nat's death? No. No. Mm-mm. Hmm. It's so all anyway, really interesting, but there we end. There we end. Um, I do have a what I loved. I don't okay. know if you, you have one prepared. But um, I just felt the music in this episode was yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's my what I loved. It was so yeah, perfect. It was so perfect. I mean, another thing I want to talk about is why would you pick a 1960s war protest song for the middle of this episode? Mm. When I don't know if every, it Literally every other song has been from the 90s. Yeah, I don't why know why, one? but it fit. It did fit, but I yeah. I feel like it's intentional. Yeah, I don't and know. And I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. Um, but that's a really good point because almost all of the music in it has been from the 90s. Even the stuff they're listening to in current day. Yes. You know, Jeff they, in his car with Fuck the Police. They could have found something. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. If they want a protest song, they could do some fuck you, I won't do what you tell me or something. Yeah. <laughs> you get some, you know, um, what's her it, bucket? Liz Fair yeah, protest anthem. It was just weird. It was like, there's a reason they did that. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't so know what obscure. it is. It's super obscure. Like I if they brought know. in like Crosby, Stills, Nash, like at least you, even though you may not know the song, you'd be like, I know who those people are. I of know course, that Of course, 100%. I would, you didn't know course, her. I would know my Crosby stills in Nashville. I'm a same girl. Love yes. them. Um, I don't know. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see 
I mean, the song itself is about, you know, what is real and what isn't, and is God Mm -hmm. more powerful than magic, and this whole, you know, philosophical battle between what we know and what we don't know. But like completely appropriate, but still time wrong. Completely appropriate, but yeah, there's there's a reason they gave us that song. I just Mm -hmm. don't know what it is. Yeah. And it was all centered around Lottie. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Lottie ain't real, guys. All right. So um, what I didn't love was I felt like everything was just wrapped up a little too neatly. Yeah. I felt that way too. Like, so that was the whole Adam Martin thing. What, why did we even We're done? storyline? Right. Yeah. It right. was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just is too tight of a bow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And too fast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else? I don't think so. We will mm-hmm. come back next week, have our full season recap baby special guests mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then we'll find another show we don't know how we do, we want to keep this from you guys but juliet lewis is gonna be on next week <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> oh, that would be amazing actually quite. i prefer melanie linsky just because i like to hear her speak in her actual accent yes yes i, I agree. like to hear her actual yes. yep new zealand accent all right, guys. Um, if you haven't already, check out our Facebook group. Facebook group. Woo woo! We're, we're starting to get some our friends. We're starting to get some activity though. We're chatting about things. Yeah, so, yeah. Soon we'll be talking about our sleep bras and things like that. Yes, you know, there you know you go. these things take a life of their own. They really do, and we need to decide what our next show is going to be. And we'll, yeah. we'll have that decided, and we'll announce it next week. Perfect. Perfect. In the meantime, guys, keep checking out Steph and I covering Love and Death. So that's it's great. I'm enjoying both the show and your recaps of it it's a great show it's a great show. it is the music again the music is mm-hmm. freaking fantastic no that's david e kelly money i mean mm-hmm. he's yeah whatever yeah he he's got the rights to all the music he's <laughs> he is not searching the internet for royalty free songs <laughs> like <fine>. uh <clears throat> someone on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> um so check out our facebook uh group it's in the show notes so just go to the show notes and click and uh, subscribe and follow us and, and talk leave us about a us. Review, please. Us a review. I need to to I need to appeal to my my friend Megan out there, Megan with an H. You know mm. who you are. Left me this glowing review and I loved it. It was so sweet. With three stars, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> and I was like, these are real mixed messages. <laughs> I need clarity and people's love for me. I don't understand what's happening here. Oh my God. So, you know, three stars to me is like, I'm lukewarm about this, but then yeah. there was this glowing review. So I don't know what's happening. Three stars is I'll take you. I'll leave you. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, leave us a review. Do what you can. And we really, really appreciate it. And Amanda, tell everyone where they can find you. The Instagram's best place. Amanda Lipnack. I know you link it in the show notes. So we're good there. More cat pictures coming. Yay. Almost daily. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> and follow the show at Little Miss Recap on Instagram. And I'm at Amy Archer Writer on Instagram. And I don't do Twitter. I have my handle there, but I'm not yeah, getting on same. that nightmare. And uh, again, follow us on Facebook. All right. Yes. I guess that's it. So we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, everyone. See you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.